what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, we are back. Another week, another episode of the greatest weird wrestling podcast of all time, Behind the Gorilla, right here with Mark and Harris. The best gorilla-based thing in wrestling. That is that is, one hundred percent true. And there's a couple imposters that we're gonna have to fight, especially that one in England. Yeah, but it's fine. We we got it. We'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know, Harris. Will we? <laughs> we have a very small. We have a very small thing we can like you know hang our hat on here. We can't have that taken away. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm all over the place right now. We just got here. We're ready to go. Uh, not a whole lot's going on. We're on the road to WrestleMania. And so Yeah, we are. You know, we, we have at least a handful of matches that they finally have decided to actually say, you know what, we better uh, make some matches for WrestleMania. So let's go ahead and do that now, three weeks before. So Yeah, we made a few this week. That's good. Um, and already, we, without a shadow of a doubt, the... Highlight of all of WrestleMania is AJ Styles, Randy Orton, because one, I don't think I don't think they've ever wrestled at this point. And they haven't had a proper feud for sure. No, I don't think they've wrestled at all. Um, I don't think I could be wrong, yeah, but not that I can remember. No, I, and so yeah. you have two incredible workers, you know, dream match, and and it's by far the best feud already in the entire company. And they had one promo together, and it's the best feud, like by by a lot. A- the only other thing, the Kofi thing is hot, but that's not necessarily a feud, quote unquote. It's kind of just his personal rise. And the the best feud right now in the whole company is AJ Styles, Randy Orton, because it one hundred percent makes sense. Everything about it makes sense, <laughs> and it's so simple and straightforward. And it's like here it is. This is the problem, and and you're like, oh yeah, I I buy it. I completely buy it. The, yeah, I don't know why as, I don't know why WWE can't be like, oh, that's all we needed to do. How do they not know this by now? Well, it's easier to do. You, you talk about it being three weeks till Mania, but I think in some sense, it's a lot easier to do that with three weeks. If they had had three weeks to build Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte, then they wouldn't have overcooked that the way they did. You know what I mean? When you take two performers that are that good with the different histories and styles that they have. I, I weighed, no, I, I weigh over three weeks and make it work. Okay. I agree with that. I don't agree with that statement about the, uh, Rhonda, Becky, Charlotte thing. I totally disagree. Um, that being longer is massively to their benefit. They're just too stupid to know something is already, already there when they have it. it it's just unbelievable to me the the amount of care WWE doesn't have for actual in-ring product because they don't. I mean, we've known this, but it's just it's just baffling. And then you watch like, um, you know, the fighting with my family movie, which did you have you seen it yet? I feel like you have no, it because you're you're the worst with stuff like that. But um, yep. you you need to get great. 
But and then you watch like all this stuff about all the things they have to have in ring and all these things that they they get onto them. It's like, dude, they don't care one bit about wrestling, and they haven't in a long time. And it's just it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. All they care about with when when WrestleMania comes around is just. I don't even know, bringing as many non-wrestling fans into it as possible. Because WrestleMania is not for wrestling fans. Very rarely is it for wrestling fans. Very rarely you get like a Daniel Bryan thing or something like that. Most of the time it's just, alright, who are these popular faces and then pop culture things and we can shove into this and get more people that actually don't even like us to, I guess, care. I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating when stuff like that happens. And that's exactly what this Ronda, Becky, Charlotte thing has turned into. And it's just disappointing because it was already there. It was already perfect. They, they didn't have to do one thing with it. All they had to do was that's just keep... That's what I mean. Keep, and like, then like, they look, had to fill more time. So no, 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 no. They haven't even had to fill any time. There, there's nothing they've had to do. Ronda and Becky themselves haven't done anything. Like, like... You could have done this the same way it's been going and not done all these other extra things. Like, it's not like they've had to really fill anything because they haven't done anything anyway. So it's just, it just, it just bugs me. It just bugs me. And then Charlotte bugs me too because she's not even trying to like insert herself into any of this, like in, in any way. So, so I keep forgetting she's a part of it. And then it's just like, it's just disappointing. That's, that's all it is. I, I I haven't cared now in a couple weeks, and it 100% should not be the main event. And, and and the good part about it is I've saw several things on Twitter talking about some similar things, and it seems like the majority of people are in agreement that this is now terrible and it shouldn't be the main event. And 100% should be Kofi Kingston. And it's a shame because Becky Ronda, the way it was, 100% not even a doubt the hottest thing in the main event. And now it's just like, okay, well, you've now you've now managed to pretty much alienate everybody except for diehard Becky fans that are still a handful of them out there. Other than them, everyone else is pretty much done with it. That's not the impression that I've gotten, but okay, you know, you do you if you really feel like it's torched that badly. Oh, I'm I do. I, I, I so don't where care. Where it's finally set up. We finally have the match, which is what we should have had a month ago, where they sure. said, okay, they're all going to fight at WrestleMania. Sure. We took this weird backdoor four-week out-of-the-way way Right, of it was horrible. There. Again, I think that's because they have all this time, and they're like, well, we have to have a fast lane match, and we have to have an Elimination Chamber match, and I don't think that's been good for the story. I think if it's close to Kofi Kingston in terms of, or Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, like those are the three marquee title matches, sure. right? Right. If it's close to that level of hype, I think they'll go ahead and do it just because they don't know when they're ever going to have a match that's this suited for a main event, like this caliber again. Like maybe they'll have another really hot feud next year, but the fact that they're this close, you might as well just go ahead and go for it. You know what the other thing that makes me mad about? How much do you want to bet that the next pay-per-view after WrestleMania will be Ronda-Becky one-on-one. How much do you want to bet? I think it depends on if she's leaving or not. There's oh, good gosh. None, none of that stuff is true. That stuff's ridiculous. And even if she does leave, it's not going to be that soon. 100% the next pay-per-view will be Ronda and Becky one-on-one. And that is going to just... I'm going to be so mad when when that becomes the thing. 
Because it's just like that that just further proves that they so don't care and they're only using Charlotte to try and make WrestleMania quote unquote bigger, which in a way is making what, it worse. But I don't think that's why they're putting her there. I think they're putting her there because Ronda's not good enough on the mic to carry a whole feud. And also there's a chance one but, of the two but, of them might but get But Charlotte hurt, so now... hasn't even been a part of this feud. Even when she was inserted to do it, she still hasn't been a part of the feud. She's just been brought in occasionally every now and then. She still hasn't been carrying anything. That's part, what do you think part of the feud means? She interacts with Becky or Ronda pretty much every week. She's a part of it. No. She's not the focal point like the two of them are, but it's not like she's not cutting promos against Becky on SmackDown every week. Like, she's around i don't understand she's, she's what she never she's no 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 she's very she's rarely interacting her in, in the whole situation other than the pay-per-views and a couple of other things it no i i think you pull everything she's done out of it and it really doesn't change it a whole lot as far as what's been happening i don't know i think they overcooked it a little bit by well, trying yeah, to of get course. to this point but if they get to wrestlemania and put on a great match guess what Nobody's going to care. Mark, in 20 years, like nobody but you will be complaining about the build. That's the thing. They have like the, the potential of this matchup and the star power behind it is so good that it doesn't matter that they've had a few weeks where the decision making doesn't make a ton of sense. If they pull it off and they have this incredible WrestleMania moment where Becky, you know, beats Charlotte to death with her own arm and then goes one on one with Ronda Rousey and like, you know, gets her in the arm bar clean and wins like None of this is going to matter. That's yeah, not to say they'll do it. Like Maybe they'll have a crappy match. I don't know. I'm just saying the potential is still there. What has happened so far is not nearly as important as what's going to happen in the next four weeks or so. Mm, yeah, no, no, you, you, have a, you have a point. Yeah, you And have I a think point you're right. You're that. right that Kofi is hotter at the moment, and that's not really something that, like, yeah, they could have helped that, but also that just kind of came out of nowhere. True. And it's just more recent. True. We have short-term memory as fans because Becky was the hottest she ever was in the weeks after SummerSlam, right after she kind of got that, right. you know, when she became the man. So it's, you know, it's a kind of a crappy situation. And in one sense, they couldn't really help what happened. In another sense, they could have. But I think people were always going to cool on it a little bit. They can still pull it off again. That's not to say they will because I feel like I say that a lot and maybe they won't. But I'm not... I'm not completely out of this yet. Let's oh, put it that I, oh, I am. I, I've been done. I've been done tell. with it for oh, a while. I like I, I'm over. I'm over Becky's character. All of it's just been so poorly written. Becky, Becky as a character doesn't make any sense at all right now. None. Absolutely none. What was her big thing? She started by turning heel, and then that didn't work because the fans liked it too much. So mm-hmm. she then abandoned the heel, went full babyface for like two weeks. And then, then was like, oh no, that's a mistake. Then backed off that, and then became this kind of in betweener for a couple of months, and then kind of went, you know, more heel, but but being cheered type thing for a while, especially with the Ronda stuff. And then, and then they just abandoned that almost completely, and then she just kind of went more just a full face, but she just doesn't like Ronda. And There's then, not really any clear focus on who the antagonist is here. Right. I think that's the thing. Like in a great WrestleMania feud, you have it's very simple. You have Daniel Bryan, right, who wants to be champion, and you have the authority who thinks he shouldn't be champion. Right. And they have their guy, and he has to not only beat that guy, but also beat all the roadblocks they put in front of him. Right. That doesn't really exist here. There's this weird combination of like 
Becky's Wait, cool. Hold on, and- hold on, hold on. Stop right yep. there. You yep. you make the perfect point. That's not the case here. And yet that's exactly the way they've booked it. And it doesn't right. work. Because every week it's like they have a new idea about what they want her to be. So this week it's like, oh, well, corporate champion Vince is going to put Charlotte in the match because he wants her to be champion. You're like, well, that was – it's never been about that. Right. Not really. No. You know, if Charlotte had I – and mean, I don't know. Well, okay, so we're going to – we're going to try to do this, and the author- you know, Steph and Triple H are going to keep Becky out of the match. Except this week, okay, they're going to let her back in the match. And then Vince is going to so, keep her out of the match. Right. It's like, like nothing makes sense. And then it's like, okay, so she's the anti-establishment person now. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now they do the Ronda heel turn. It's like, okay, that's good, but it it's weird now. And... And then you have it where Ronda this whole time, oh, I, I know Becky needs to be in this match because we need to fight. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, no, I do want to be champion again, and I don't care if Becky's in. And then, okay, now they have to fight for the title. For the title, And now I'm going to come out, make it so Becky's in the title. Now I'm a heel, but I want it to be a triple threat match so my odds are less of winning. And, and now Becky just was handed the opportunity that she already earned, but now she's okay with Ronda coming in and her getting the easy way. And, and none of it makes sense. None of it. It makes – Ronda makes sense to me. Ronda wants to beat Becky Lynch on the biggest possible stage. That is her – I'm not telling you that that has to make sense. I understand. I think yeah, as I understand. a heel, that motivation is irrational. But right. I think that's Ronda Rousey being a heel – being full of herself and saying, not only am I going to like in this cute little run that you're on, but I'm going to do it at what should be your finest moment. Like with the whole world watching that makes sense to me. And she didn't turn heel. I I like her heel turn. Oh, me too. Because she hasn't changed every aspect of her personality. She's just changed the way she goes about it. So she's always been like a fighter. She's always been a, a competitor right? as a character. And she's never been about like ducking title defenses. She's not a chicken heel. You know what I mean? She's right, like, right. I'll, I'll just kill you heel. She's like Brock Lesnar in that vein. But so her mentality is, I'm not going to duck Be- Becky Lynch. I'm going to fight Becky Lynch, but also I'm going to now give the middle finger to you, the fans, every chance that I get. That works. Sure. It doesn't really, it's never been set up that way, which is why it still doesn't work. But if they take the next few weeks to reestablish this as... Basically, just Ronda versus Becky for the soul of professional wrestling because Ronda Rousey is out here like, this is all dumb. You're dumb. Your arm bar's dumb. Wrestling is dumb. Wrestling fans are dumb. And Becky Lynch is the one who's like fighting for us. That I, That's what they're trying to do now, I think, with all the weird work shoot stuff. I don't know if they'll have the focus to keep doing that for the next three to four weeks, you know? Yeah, I I don't. I don't know anything really at this point. All I know is I really don't care about Becky anymore because of the way that they've written her character. They've made it really hard to care at all about her. Um at least for me. And so I just I just I'm I'm sure the match will be good. You have three great uh, performers in there. So I don't have any doubt on that, but isn't the build of the match more important than the match? At least at least in WWE's mind. It, I don't think so. I think I if do. they have a great I match, won't. then it won't matter that much. Oh, I mean, no, no. I mean, I hope you're right. But in WWE's mind, the build is way more important, important to them than the, than the match. That's always been the case. And so I'm just, 
and that's why I'm just surprised with, with certain ways they've gone around it. But, but anyway, I think but, if they can if they can maintain a clear focus on what each of these three people is about and what each of these three people wants going into this match, they can still pull it off. They just need to pick a direction and stick with it because they haven't been able to do that yet. I am. I'm with you. I hope so because I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know anything about Charlotte right now. I don't know anything about her, anything. All I know is she's angry and she I wants to beat up Becky Lynch. She, and now, right, she but, just but, likes but, messing with Becky. But, That's pretty but, much but, all I can but get But she has it. to have something with Ronda. Like, that hasn't even been touched on. Other than no. she beat her with the kendo stick when she turned heel. That, that's it. Uh, that's yep. really all. So, uh, it's just... It's just too too many things, and they've gone too many directions, and they still have no idea what they're doing. Hopefully, they do now, but... They've had no idea what they're doing, and, you know, we'll just see. I, I'm sure the match will be good. I, I mean, obviously, I'm still looking forward to watching them interact in a match, but I just don't care about the feud at all. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Hopefully, they do something, and it, you know, helps kind of pull it back up. Hope so, yeah. anyway. Now, I know we said we wouldn't talk about current events a lot, and then we just did all of that, which is what that's we fine. always do. Most of the time, I end I- up cutting all this out anyway. That's fine. Well, I just want to say this really quick, and you can cut it or not, depending on how you feel. I am so dang excited for this Batista-Triple H fight. That promo on Monday night was legitimately, like, one of my favorite ones that I've ever seen. Like, top ten. It made me laugh. I had a blast. I love Batista as this, I mean, literally, like, this animal who is just throwing a tantrum. And he's literally just like, I will beat everyone you love down until you give me a wrestling match sure. like i know you you complained a lot about triple h being the face here i i, I have like no i have he no hasn't complaints done anything to make him that obnoxiously heroic he's still triple h and i thought it was funny watching this promo that's fair when batista is like give me what i want or i will continue to hurt the people you love and i was like Triple H has done that before. Like, that's exactly what you would do in this situation. I think it's funny to me that they're pretty much exactly the same in that sense. And they're just going to have this big 10-minute hoss fight. And it's going to be amazing. Sure. Yeah, no, I I, I like this Batista character. I've not had any problem with Batista as as this whole thing. Not at all. I'm so excited for it. I really am. I hope it's going to be fun. I, I do. I really do. Um, although, was it you who said it, or did I see it from someone else on Twitter? Talk about Triple H doing the whole stupid real thing, trying to make yes. it real. And Was that you talking about that, and then he still yeah, comes out in a giant been, throne? Yep, he's going to be make, he's making all these jokes about, like, this isn't the character talking, right, right, this right. is the man. Right. We're not going to have a match, we're going to have a street fight, and also... I'm going to come to the ring dressed as Kratos from God of War on a on a on a, on a giant on a like giant now. tricycle like like he did yes. last year two years ago whenever it was right like the man with the most gimmicked entrance every year is like nah man we're gonna do this for real it's that's gonna be funny. funny it's gonna be funny the biggest no, disappointment it, is though. the fact that WWE is too stupid to use pri- pyro so Batista's entrance has gone from top five all time to nothing. And it's Surely just a shame. Pyro they didn't in WrestleMania 30. I just watched that again oh, last no. night. He came out in that Daniel Bryan main event title, all this thing. That's nope. so silly. No pyro, no awesome machine gun entrance. And it's just like, wow, you've literally just neutered his entrance completely. Oh, man. That is such a great entrance. It, it's works. top That's five all time. Like the only How two. How much can pyro cost? The only it cannot two, cost that much. The only two I can think of. Off the top of my head is like greatest entrance of all time are Goldberg and Batista. 
Those are like the two that I think of. Lesnar's pyro is really good too when he's it got was it good. synced up. It was you good. Know? I agree. That was good pyro. Oh, R.I.P. Oh well. Such a shame. Anyway, should be fun. Lesnar, uh, Rollins should be fun because Lesnar is phenomenal when he's in there with someone like when Rollins. he wants to be. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's not even that. It's when he's in there with someone who can who can uh, bump for him. If he's in there with someone who can mm-hmm. bump for him, the matches are incredible. AJ, Brian, Balor, it's uh, even Cena in, in some of the matches that they've had before in the past. Yeah, he has someone who can fair. bump for him. He's fantastic. He's great. People don't give him enough credit for how good he is as a as a professional wrestler. So so someone like Rollins is is perfect, absolutely perfect, and I think their match is going to be great. Um, that's good. And then obviously the Kofi thing. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that. I don't know if it'll. I doubt it. It's going to be one on one because WWE hates one on one personal matches in any in the major scheme of things for some dumb reason, which I still don't understand. But so they'll they'll find a way to put five or six people in that match. Um. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, well, you know, but we'll see. There's definitely a handful of matches I'm excited about for WrestleMania, so it should be, should be fun. I've been going through. I went through this WrestleMania thing yesterday. And I was watching all these uh, great, like, historic WrestleMania matches, which I had a lot of fun with. And I haven't, I haven't done that, I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun. I watched Daniel Bryan's matches from uh, WrestleMania 30, which were. That's that's one of the best video packages in the history of WWE. Is the one at the yeah. beginning of that uh, before his match with Triple H. Yeah, that's it's incredible. Great, that's just a great show all all around. Oh yeah. yeah, especially that moment. Man, that was so good. It was a good show. That was so much fun. And then I watched like WrestleMania twenty, and that that WrestleMania is so good. That's still one of my favorites because growing up, that was like my dad had three WrestleManias. No, four. He had four WrestleManias. He had three on videotape, and it was WrestleMania eight because that's the one where Ric Flair was champion, and then WrestleMania ten and twelve, and then WrestleMania twenty. He had that on DVD for some random reason, and so I watched that a lot. And that's such a great WrestleMania, and that main event is one of my favorites of all time. It's it's. Again, I hate triple threat matches, but man, that one is done to perfection with Benoit and Triple H and Shawn Michaels. It's so good. That has nothing to do with anything. Just I watched it last night. It was awesome. <laughs> no, I've been doing the same thing. I watched um, I watched Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14 with Tyson as the guest enforcer mm-hmm. or whatever it was. I watched mm-hmm. that one the other day. I've been doing kind of the same thing. Yeah. You're in that stuff. WrestleMania mood, man. Wrestling is good right now. As much as we complain about it, like this is, yeah. you know, this is this is it. WrestleMania season time. is fun, regardless yeah. of anything else. It's always fun. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess we might as well get into the show. I was about to say, you know what's not fun? Whatever Mark prepared, whatever match this one was. Are you kidding me? What do you mean? What's not fun? We're all about know. fun Did with you this have show. Fun watching it is this one of those episodes that you didn't hate yourself while you were doing the research? No, no, I, I know. I try and avoid that. I already told you. So, all right. Well, and, just kidding then. So for this week, it is part two of the WCW trilogy of terror, and this is this this is the one I was originally gonna do uh, a couple weeks ago, and then I found out there was these three different ones, so I decided to do obviously them in order of kind of when they happened, even though they don't re- really have anything to do with each other other than stings and all of them. So you know, real quick to recap the first episode of this trilogy from two weeks ago. 
Sting faced Jake the Snake in a spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal match that was promoted with a mini Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome-like movie. And then the non-gimmicked wheel, of course, landed on Coal Miner's Glove Match, and, you know, the rest is history. You can go back and with listen to that With a giant, episode. giant pole. Right. I know, right? You didn't expect that, that did cannot, you? This, words cannot fully capture, <laughs> but, boy, it was tall. I know. Oh, it was great. Anyway, so uh, I'm also going to apologize because I had a bun- I called a bunch of basketball games this weekend, and my voice is mostly gone. So we'll, we'll try and get through it. So, uh... You know, Jake the Snake was the hot new heel in the company, and he and Sting were supposed to, they were supposed to have this, like, ongoing feud, as they, you know, were both real hot, and the pay-per-view buy rate for that Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal, Halloween Havoc, did, was, like, amazing, and and it did really well, despite the result. Um, However, though, Jake, you know, was going through his struggles with addiction, and and because of all that, he wouldn't. He actually would not be on another WCW pay-per-view ever. That was his only WCW pay-per-view. Yikes. So, you know, Sting is still the top guy. He's the biggest baby face in the company. And, you know, he needed needed some feuds. So he bounced around, had a few, uh, few different feuds throughout the rest of the year. But uh, after a while, he was put with the ultimate bad guy. And I'm not talking about Razor Ramon. Um, Big Van Vader. Hey, there we go. Now, I'm sure you all know Vader, who actually recently uh, died, but this guy was incredible. I mean, he's like 400 plus pounds and could jump off the top rope and do a freaking moonsault. Like, it's it's insane. Um, he was just huge, mean, scary, and, and like legit, legit scary. Like, like, a, like a real tough guy who could like kill you. And, yeah, and, and that combination of big and mobile is rare. Is kind right. It's hard to find in wrestling, and once you get it, and you get it with a talented performer like that, like who gets the intangibles too, it's a it's a crazy combination. You're right. He is a really scary guy. Yeah, and he was like legit, kind of unpredictable too. Um, yeah. So, and but speaking of Vader, um, so a couple of years ago, I've probably I've told you this story before, Harris, but for those of you that haven't heard it. So there, there's this place called Georgia Premier Wrestling. It's a small wrestling company in in uh, northern, like northern Georgia, about an hour and an hour or so um, out of Atlanta. And they they do shows, you know, a few, you know, a handful of times every other month or so. And me and my dad have gone to several of them because they'll bring in a big star, you know, who's kind of traveling around. And so they were doing one show, and Jeff Hardy was going to be there in the main event. So of course. We're going because Jeff Hardy's the man. Well, Vader was there too, like doing a meet and greet. And so my dad is big, big Vader fan. So he's going to go and, you know, get a picture with him and an autograph from him. So we're like in line and I'm sitting there and I'm going to like, you know, take the picture and stuff. So we get up there and, you know, I'm taking pictures of like my dad going up there and, you know, talking to him and stuff. And then Vader like sees me and starts to like freak out. That I'm taking pictures and like it's gonna like sick his other guy on me and is like starting to like threaten me for taking pictures. And my dad's like, no, no, we're like buying a picture with you. Like, what? Like, calm down. Like, it was like the weirdest thing ever. But I was threatened by Big Van Vader. Well, that's great, isn't it? There you go. It was fantastic. The guy You'll was remember like, remember it forever. <laughs> oh, I will. Like, the, you know. He's like old and could barely move. He was sick at the time and, you know, obviously died like a year, a couple years later. And he could probably still have killed me, though, 
if he could have yeah. gotten oh, if he could have gotten to me he pr- probably still could have killed me anyway that was just a side note um uh, my, my experience with vader but so anyway back to the story um so sting is being put with vader and vader's the wcw champion at the time and he's been just running wild over the competition for like almost a year and he's they're set off to face at super brawl super brawl 3 now we can't just have the hottest baby face and the hottest heel and that be enough. Right, Harris? No. That's not enough. Because WCW in the early nineties was interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> um do you have like a fan on in the background? It's my air conditioner. I don't know what to do about okay. that. No, that's fine. That's running. fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that so- one I cannot help. <laughs> I know we have some technical difficulties from time to time, and I can like turn things off or turn right. them down or step inside. Really can't help this one. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, so remember though, WCW has an uh, they they have an obsession with making these uh, mini movies. I guess we should say. So why don't we do another one to to help set up this Sting Vader feud? Why not? So here we go. Because this thing is a thing of beauty. And a lot of you guys probably already know about this one. Because this is the the most famous out of all of these by far. So we're going to start with an airport. And the narrator tells us that Sting has accepted an invitation to a party. And that party is at the White Castle of Fear. Which is far up in the Rocky Mountains. Which is where Vader's from. Oh no. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause real quick. Mm-hmm. Even though you might think... That this is one of those stupid Slim Jim like sponsored things. This has nothing to do with the fast food chain White Castle, which is very disappointing, to be honest. That is disappointing because I'm picturing like a Bray Wyatt's House of Horrors like, right. in a White Castle, like right. a really spooky White Castle. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like by the time you finish, that might sound like a better option. But maybe it I'm might wrong. be. I'm gonna say one thing: there's no White Castle at all, and I'm. It's very disappointing. I don't know why that name is in there, but. That's beside the point. So, but to get there, Sting, of course, has to get into a helicopter and fly there. So he gets in the helicopter, and as it takes off, we have a Kevin Dunn-like amount of cuts in and around the copter. It's ridiculous. Like, they cut it, like, 60 times in, like, two seconds. And, uh, you know, so then we go inside the copter, and Sting, Sting is pumped. He is pumped up and excited about this party. He's clapping and urging the pilot to take off and, and get going because he wants to get there. And, uh, I, I don't know why he's excited to go to this. Um, but, but for some reason he is. So it, it's flying over, you know, the snow filled mountains and of the Rockies. And, and we, we hear Vader's voice taunting Sting and, and, and saying that they have a date with destiny. I don't know why, but we then hear Sting thinking and he's wondering what all this is about now. Now he's wondering what all this is about, as he's already there. <laughs> now that he's now that he's going, right, and has previously been excited. Exactly. Um, he didn't think to think at all. Uh, so, and then and then it keeps fading like into Vader, who's standing like with a ba- black background and has snow falling all over him, even though he's clearly not outside. And and, <laughs> and he's he's saying that Sting has to come play the game and like this big promo bad guy type voice. And um, and then Sting, I guess, can hear him because we go back to Sting and, and him thinking and he's questioning Vader, ask, asking why he's at what game he's asking him to play. 
So I guess there's some mental link between these two talking. Okay. That's the only thing I can. T- that's all. That's the only way to explain it. Um, I'm trying to think because last week's or your last topic was clearly a Mad Max ripoff. Right. I'm trying to think of what this is supposed to be like a genre spoof of that Dusty Rhodes saw and was like, that's what we need to do. To be perfectly honest, I, think of, I don't think there is one. All I can think of is, and this is not a visual comparison, but it sounds like the end of The Empire Strikes Back when Luke has lost his hand <laughs> and he's communicating with Darth Vader. Right. Darth Vader's like, join me, and Luke's like, why didn't you tell me, you know, he's just really sad and broken right. and they're just having this weird moment. That's the only well, thing that I can think of to compare it to, which is weird because it's just a wrestler man and right. a bigger wrestler man. I, I uh, maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't think even that much thought was put into it. Um, Cause it's not even like at least Jake, the snake is a little creepy. Right. So if something weird and creepy happens, you're like, well, I don't know. Creepy guy, creepy things. That makes sense. Vader's not that kind of creepy. No. You know, this isn't on brand for him. He's not like the undertaker or Bray Wyatt Mm-mm. where the ability to communicate with you psychically could like even reasonably <laughs> be inferred to be part of his character. <laughs> right. He's just a big old dude who likes to hurt you. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. But but it keeps going back and forth between the two, and and Vader is saying that he knows Sting likes a good time. I, I don't know what that means. Um, and he Ooh. knows, and he knows he likes challenges. O- okay, uh, and then it's back to Sting's thoughts, and he want he wonders if it's some kind of trap. Now, finally, though, and finally, uh, but, I feel but, like that stings Achilles' heel, right? But but he knows he's gonna find out soon enough. Uh, so then you know, okay. then then he pulls out the invitation, and we get to see that, which is a medieval-looking scroll that he was given, and all it says is, "Come to a pre-Super Brawl party at the White Castle of Fear," and it has Vader's logo on it. That's it, in like medieval like font. I, I, Why I don't would you know. ever go to this? Thing? I don't what know. What's the best know. case scenario here? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Oh boy. Okay. Well, uh, I feel like Sting. Sting is the original stupid baby face. <laughs> like yeah. you love him, but yeah. you're like, man, you're not. You're not using your noggin here. This is not the the smart place to be, you know. Right. Yeah, no that that's a good way to put it. <sighs> All right. So we we cut to a cave looking place, you know, think uh a uh Turner TV stage. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to describe like an actual cave. Like no. think like think of Dagobah. You're like, "No, think of a sound stage." Like yeah. a really fake looking <clears throat> just terrible mess. Yeah. Yeah, think of that. And, um, again, we never see a white castle at all. Um, and then there's a big room and there's a feast laid out on a table with Vader's big, like, contraption. Like, I don't know if you've seen his entrances where he has this giant helmet thing he wears that has, like, smoke come out of it. It's like that. That's the centerpiece on the table for some reason. And there are a bunch of women lounging around. And yeah, and and then we get the heroic sting entrance where he comes in through the smoke and then stands in a super pose and is backlit. He we, he did this in the last one too, um, and he draws all the attention of all the girls who look at him with a mixture of 
looks I like I don't know if they're attracted to him or like indifferent. I can't tell. It's weird. Um and then of course, who's there as well? You get one guess, Harris. Think back to the last one that we talked about. Um wait, okay, I didn't think there'd be a test. Is it the guy? Is it the same guy like the midget? Oh yes it person? is. Oh yes it yes! is. Cheatum Cheatum is back. Cheetah! The uh, the little person wow. complete with a white cape and an eye patch, because why not? Why? This is the most continuity any wrestling angle has ever had. <laughs> I know. I know. He's basically the hornswoggle of WCW. Um, He's the mastermind behind all of this. Dude. Maybe. Got to be. But, but don't worry. It gets better. Um, and he exclaims that Sting is here, even though all the women already saw him. And, and they said it, <laughs> like, amongst themselves already. But all the women then get up, and I, I guess they were waiting for Cheatham to say something, and, and they all engulf Sting. And we then see Vader, like, in another room, I'm assuming, warming up, like, punching the like you know punching the air and, you know, doing some shadow boxing. And Harley Race is there, because Harley Race is his manager. And and he tells him Sting is here. Then, then it cuts back to Sting with all the girls and Cheatham again, saying that Sting is here and tells him to play the game. <laughs> this might be dum, my dum. favorite part of the whole thing. Sting, Sting looks over at him and says, "You again?" <laughs> so the same thing that everyone in the audience said. Right. Finally, just right. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so he clearly remembers him from the last one. <laughs> He clearly remembers him, and he doesn't even, like, care enough to be upset. I know. From the way you say it, he's not like, you again. Like, no. he's excited. He's just like, oh, really? Yep. Are we doing this again? <laughs> yep. Amazing. Oh, I wish, I kind of wish more wrestlers would react like that. <laughs> like, I would enjoy a gimmick of a wrestler who is put in bad angles and is just over it. Yeah. Every week, he's just like, oh, no, we got to, uh, okay, all right, fine. <laughs> oh, it was great. It is great. Oh, man. Cheatham again yells for him to play the game, and uh, one of the women then pulls him over and in a very sultry voice tells Sting that he that, that, that this is one game he's going to lose. So I'm not sure why they're all like, they seem to be like taken with him if they're immediately <laughs> just going to say, you're not going to win this. So I'm very, it's very weird. Um... In, um, anyway, Sting says that, you know, there's something very familiar about this. <laughs> so I want to think that's Steve Borden going like, wait a minute, we've done this before. <laughs> he's just gone full Adam West Batman. Like he's staring a trap in the face and he's like, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vader is then shown yelling Stinger and, and like glass breaks. And I don't know why. And then v- Vader then, then emerges with a white cape. And it's just kind of snarling at everyone. And he's asking who's the man. And everyone's responding with Vader, Vader. And Vader laughs. And then we get probably the best back and forth dialogue of all time. And I I wrote the whole thing down because I was going to say it. But then I figured why not just play it. So we're going to play this dialogue. And it is it it is it's it's just a thing of beauty. Beautiful. Stinger. Vader, nice place you have here. Reminds me of your personality. Cold. 
very funny sting. <laughs> What's up? You're here to accept the challenge of Vader. Are you ready to play the game? All right, all right. So what's the game? So we played it there, and I will now um, explain this to you. So just, just that dialogue is just great. Just Sting just staying, Vader, nice place you have here. Um, is just a great way to start a conversation between Sting and Vader. After all, it's this. still very, it's very Batman, like it, George it, yeah. Clooney, Adam West kind of. You know, it yeah, reminds me yeah. of your personality. And I love the Cold. fact that, that he, he he does a nice joke of saying it reminds you of your personality. Cold. Then you have Harley Race saying very funny Sting and laughing. So I guess it was funny. I mean, that's the only thing I can think <laughs> of. He thought it was funny. Um, Sting then with the best line of the whole thing. What's up? That's it. That's all you needed. Just what's what's up? I'm here, bro. What's up? And then uh, up, Harley Race says you're you're here to accept the challenge of Vader. Okay, I thought he was here for a party, but okay. And then are you ready to play the game? And then Sting it says what we're all thinking. You know, all right, all right. So what's this game? Because that's what we're all thinking at this point. And then Vader just says, "Fun is over," and and clears off the table. All the food off the table and leans up against it. It then jump cuts to Vader standing up straight and not leaning against the table. That's such terrible. That's just bad editing. And, right, right. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it, we didn't cut to another shot or anything. I don't know if you right, know jump cut. It's the same thing. It's just that he's leaning like against the table and then he's editing not. technique. Um, he then he then asks Sting if he knows what a strap match is. And then tells him he's going to show him Vader style, which just sounds wrong on so many levels. Uh, <laughs> he he asks Harley Race for the strap, and then he loops it around his arm. One of the girls gives the other end to Sting, and he does the same. Then they proceed to play tug of war over the table, which is now on fire, by the way. And and this goes on for a while with 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 very cheesy action music playing. Um. Yeah, th this is the uh, action music playing. This is them having... They're, they're playing tug-of-war over a burning table with a strap. Is that Harley Race just doing his best? No, that was those other, like, random uh, uh, other people that were there. Like, Cheatham and oh. the other girls. So, yeah, I was going to oh, explain gotcha. that. Um, yeah, this goes on for a while. And the camera, the, the other great thing with this camera, the camera keeps cutting between like close-ups of both people. Like like it'll show their whole body and then just their head and shoulders and then just super close shot of their face all within like a second. Like, do, do, do. Like, it's great. And then, bum, bum, bum. Real yeah. 80s. I like and that. All, the, all the people are like you just heard are starting, are chanting Vader very pathetically. Right, um, they seem bored. They, they do, they do. Uh, you think you could get better effort out of them, but no. The strap is now on fire in the middle because, you know, the table's on fire. So, of course, it's going to make, you know, the strap's going to start to burn. Vader then pulls Vader pulls Sting onto the table and starts to drag him towards the fire. And then the burning strap breaks. There's an explosion. And it says to be continued, just like the last one. And that is the promo for the White Castle of Fear strap match between Vader and Sting. 
Yeah, I haven't. We haven't gotten to the match yet, but I feel like a White Castle House of Horrors match would have been more entertaining. I I agree. I'm with you. Oh boy. So I mean, this is just it's a thing of beauty. This is the only way to describe it. it th- there's clearly less effort put into this one than the last one, which to me is even more sad. But like, I liked the last well, one. Well, in much a way, better. maybe in terms of production values. But the sad thing is, this sounds like a more original idea. Oh, that's that seems which means true, somebody. Yeah. Somehow put more and less thought into it. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. To be yeah, right, honest. exactly, exactly. <laughs> like you almost want to give them credit for trying, but then you're just like, man, you you really hit nothing with this, like at all. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're gonna go to Super Brawl, and this is the main event of Super Bowl three. Uh, Super Bowl, Super Brawl, Brawl three. That's not an easy thing to say. Super Brawl know, does that's not why go I off. I love the... it because it sounds like you're saying Super Bowl just a little wrong. Yeah, that's always cracked me up. So you know they've teased the match throughout the night, and and it is announced that this is great. This is the official title of the match. It is a White Castle of Fear lights out leather strap match. That has to be the greatest title of a match ever. Can I ask a question? Sure. What is the difference between a White Castle of Fear? What was it? I'm sorry. A, a White Castle of Fear lights out leather strap match. Okay. And what is the difference between that and a strap match? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this one has Vader like in it. They just throw adjectives in front of it thinking that that'll sell more people. Yes. Like if you looked at the card and you thought, oh, a strap match. I don't know about that. But you see a lights out strap match and you're like, <laughs> oh, man, I got to see that. Right. Well, I mean, WWE does that now. Like no holds barred. That what that that you the same type of match is called a hardcore, uh, no DQ, uh, no holds barred. They're all the same match. No, that's fair, but that's still at least like a name for the thing. They aren't like a polar bear pancake, no holds barred match. That's you know what I mean. That's fair. And leaving you wondering what's that. Man, I really want to see that right me, now. <laughs> if they told me that Triple H was fighting Batista in a polar bear pancake, no holds barred match, I would be more likely to. Buy but you'd have it. to have New Day point. in it at this point. That, that It sounds like something they would do, doesn't it? It, it does. Man, now I want that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It makes more sense now. I understand. And of course, though, they, they, they're they harping on the point, just like with the last one we talked about. This is not sanctioned by WCW. This is a big deal to them, apparently. Um... So they just like putting all these matches that they don't they don't green light on their program. So, for but for those of you unfamiliar with a strap match, you know, Harris, do you know what a strap match is? I mean, I I believe the general principle and this is something that I've actually seen in another weirdly named gimmick, but like for example, JBL fought uh Eddie Guerrero in a Texas bull rope match. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that was a similar situation where they're both tied together with a rope rather than a strap. But the general principle of that match is you're tied together. You have to try to beat off the other man. But it was a four corners match right? where you have to try and touch all four corners of the ring before your opponent does. Yep. Is it a similar concept yep. here where you know, you're that, strapped that, together? That's what it is. To, okay. That, that's okay. what it is. That's what a strap match is. 
Both opponents are tied together with a strap, and the way to win, you got to drag your opponent to each of the four corners of the ring in, in succession. So, yeah. And so, Vader comes out first, followed by Sting. For some reason, that's not explained, this isn't for the WCW Championship, which Vader is, but this just isn't a title match for no reason whatsoever. Why would you ever agree to that if you're Sting? I, I, again, we, we, I think you hit the nail on the head. He's not the brightest person. As big of a Sting fan as I am, he's not the smartest. Um, I think I think we've established this. <laughs> well, may, you know what? I guess no. Maybe that does make sense because they keep saying it's non-sanctioned. So why would it be for the title then? So you can't put the title on him. I wow, guess that does make sense. I just thought of that right now. We're fixing all the holes in this. We're trying. I, I'm we? trying to pull a Harris and going back and and trying to explain it's why something isn't though, quite right? as dumb. <laughs> It's satisfying, but it's also like, man, why couldn't they have just said that? Like, if right. I could think of it, why right. could they not think of it? Uh, anyway, um, they also, you know, of course, they also put up a graphic during the entrances that says non-sanctioned by WCW, just so we know, I guess, to really hammer that point home. Mm-hmm. And, okay, for all of this crap, for all the crap promoting it, the match is incredible. This match is fantastic. It's a classic heel face brawl, and I kind of feel bad with this being one of our episodes because this match is too good for us to really talk about on the show. <laughs> um, but but all the other stuff justified it. I mean, like Sting starts off, he's getting overpowered, and then but then he turns the table on Vader and he gives him a beating for a while, and this is a big deal because this really hasn't been seen before. Like Vader's been Brock Lesnar at this point, pretty much. Like he's right. just been killing everybody. So the fact that Sting is like beating him up is a big deal. Um, you know, Sting comes off the top rope a couple times, and and I'm always amazed just with how how easily he's able to move because he's six two two fifty. Like Sting's a big dude, yeah. And and he's able to like jump off the top rope and over the like it it like really easily looking. Like you know when you see some big guys or whatever kind of do that, it looks kind of heavy and not great. Like he looks like a cruiserweight. Like jumping up on the turnbuckle, yeah. I mean, this is one of the reasons why he's you know one of the best ever. It's just his abilities with this, but um, uh, but but he's also like you know a super strong dude. Like the dude's a powerhouse, and he just at one point he just goes to town with the strap on Vader's back, just whipping the crap out of him. And when Vader Vader rolls out of the ring, Harley Race comes over to to supposedly you know check on him, but Harley Way Harley Race is blading his back. Like, I, I didn't oh. notice it the first time, but then later oh. on, his back is bleeding. But Harley Race 100% is blading his back. And I don't think oh, I've ever man, seen this done gnarly. before. I don't think I've ever I've ever seen this before. Like, so so Vader's back is now cut, and, and, they do a, and, and they do a great job in this match of using the strap in, like, a believable way. Like, for uh-huh. a gimmick match, like, they do a great job. I mean, like, because, you know, the goal of the match is to drag the opponent to all four rings and touch them in succession. And also the announcers, Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura, do an amazing job of clarifying the rules and constantly keeping you informed of how this is going on and what's going on. Like, if your opponent breaks the momentum, like, you have to start over. And, like, they they, they explain that. That's weird that the Texas Bull Rope match that I watched recently, it was the same thing. The announcers, I don't know what it is about this stipulation. 
but they did a, it was the same thing they did a very good job of walking you through okay actually it's been too long they've stopped their momentum the ref has disregarded all of the touches you right and I mean? you can see the ref like making calls ref does a good job too so you're never like confused with what's yeah. going on yeah so, so it's really well done um you know <laughs> there was also there's also a funny moment when when vader uh, is taking his turn whipping sting and jesse says it reminds him of tony with his kids <laughs> <laughs> Tony's just like, shut up. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, you can't like. What's a snarky response? To that? Hey, no. no. I, don't, I don't know, but that was really that funny. Is, that is funny. <laughs> oh man! Eventually, uh, Sting picks up Vader and, and carries him to three of the corners and comes inches away from the fourth. But the ref has been down because when Sting picked Vader up, Vader like inadvertently kicked the ref. So the ref's uh-huh. like like recovering over near one of the corners. And so Sting's going to the fourth corner and then Harley race. You see him kind of throw the ref at Sting's feet and Sting trips over the ref. So he can't make it to that fourth corner. And then um, Vader then gets up and crushes Sting by jump. He does that thing, you know, where you like kind of have him next to the ropes and you jump up on like kind of holding on to the ropes and then just like come down and almost like sit on him. Mm-hmm. See people do that before. He does that and like kills Sting. Like you can hear the air come out of Sting and like as he like oh, grunts. Man. Like it, it looks gnarly. Yeah. And you know, because Vader's like 450 pounds. Right. Um, but that's kind of his whole thing is that he'll just squish you. Right. Um, and Vader also came off the, the second rope a couple of times in this match and it's impressive. Um, so then he, he, and Vader ends up winning the match. Um, he, he takes him around all four corners and then he's he's trying to go to the fourth corner and Sting's holding on to the bottom rope. And then Harley races over there hitting Sting's hands trying to get him to let go. And then Sting ends up kicking off Vader, but but he kicks him into that last turnbuckle. Yep. So yep. then so then Classic. Vader wins. And um I mean, but it, and it is a brutal it's a brutal match. And, and and he still was like able to to beat the crap out of Vader, like within the course of the match. And he also just whipped the crap out of him at the end of the match too. Um, after, after Vader won. So, I mean, it's, it was fantastic. It is a great, great match. Um, for just two guys. Strat matches are a gimmick that can deliver really well. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sound like they should be able to No, But when you talk about like all of the pull matches that we've talked about on this show, which are pretty much all terrible. Yep. I think it's really interesting, like, just the way this match works. It gives a good face and a good heel a chance to tell a really good story. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. Somehow it works. Just somehow the the setup and the execution works. But uh, after this, Vader would continue to just dominate throughout the entire year, and and this eventually led him to the, you know, Starcade match with Ric Flair, which is just one of the best matches ever, so... That can that came I guess about a year later from this, and uh, Sting would of course go on to feud with a bunch of different people, and eventually in the summer, we'll we're gonna get to our uh, final episode in the trilogy of terror. Oh, okay, and we'll get to that in two weeks, and that is a, uh, a feud in the next couple of months that Sting has um, after this, and it it might be the best one out of all of them. It it just it just might. We'll just leave it at that, but it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. Oh man! But yeah, that it's funny. 
because as you were leading into your segue for the next topic, I was about to say, and Sting would never fall for any traps again. <laughs> if only. Not only is that not true in general, but I feel like that won't even be true the next time you come back with a topic. So well, I'm very excited. You will have to stay tuned to find out. That is that is for sure, because it's, it's, it's a good way. It's great, and it's a good way to end it. That is for sure. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's the uh, WCW White Castle of Fear match. Which is uh, I'm s- a great match despite the wonderful mini-movie that was before it. Woo, man. I, I I do hate the missed opportunity for product placement here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but at least they got a good match out of it, you know? Credit yeah. to them for that. At least. Which I feel like goes, again, going back to what we were saying earlier, depending, you might have cut it out, I don't know. But if the match is good, that's not nothing. You know, it's it's not a waste of time, even if the build is a little silly. And I would really love to see Ronda Rousey invite Becky Lynch to a party in the mountains, like at her farm or something. <laughs> That's what this feud really needs is Becky Lynch, like, going after her chickens. <laughs> oh, man. Why did I say oh, that? Now that I'm would really be... excited for something that's never going to happen. Okay. Yeah, that would be really funny. That would be really that funny. Insane. I would I would love that. I would and the audience is like, that. wait, okay, you're the good guy, but you just killed like an entire farm for a personal grudge. That's kind of rude. I feel bad for Rhonda now. It would just break the whole thing, but oh man. Yeah, no, I'm disappointed <laughs> now. <laughs> I just broke it for myself. <sighs> that is great. That is fantastic. Anyway, so that does it for that. Um, this is normally the segment when we talk about what's going on with David Arquette. However, unfortunately, there's there's nothing that I really have been able to find of what's going on with David Arquette. This week's news is there is no news. Sadly. So I just played that awesome intro for, for nothing, but had to get it in there. <laughs> But it's fine. It's fine. I like listening to it. But, yeah, so, nothing. He, his next match is still, like, April 26th or whatever. And that hasn't changed, so. Still waiting on him to get back in the ring. That's that's all. I, I'm sad. I'm disappointed that there's not anything more to add. Well, but, unfortunately, I, It's good for not. him for taking some time out of the ring, though, you know, and healing his body so he doesn't kill himself in there one day. Do what you got to do, man. That is true. No, I'm with you there. We can't have him dying in the ring. That would not be fun. The world wouldn't be the same, and the wrestling world wouldn't be the same. I don't know what we'd this do. This podcast would... <laughs> yeah, this would be really uncomfortable. It would to be. To be honest. So, yeah, unfortunately. So, that that's all I got. That's all I got for this week. I don't have anything else. All right. You got anything? Mmm... I don't think that I do. Thank you for listening. If you made it through another week, congratulations. I apologize for the long chair. We I apologize for the uh, long-winded rant at the beginning of the show. We, we <laughs> listen, do. If we do. Still we do like they wrestling. Know what they signed up for. We do like wrestling, despite what we might say on the show. All right, leave times. me out of this. <laughs> I obviously, like wrestling. That's fair. That's fair. It's funny because a lot of times I will say something to try to get you riled up and you're just like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. And then I'll just bring something up, like genuinely just say it, talking about the week in wrestling, and you just go off. 
And I'm not trying to like bring anything up or hit any source points. I just do it on accident. <laughs> right. Well, that works better. Like like WWE. It it's works true. better when it's organic. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <sighs> Nothing but the best here on Behind the Gorilla. So if oh, yeah. you enjoy this very organic complaining, I don't know what else to call it. It's a good way to put it. It's a lively discussion <laughs> on the merits of wrestling and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey's chickens. Tell your friends, like, share, subscribe, give us a rating on iTunes. Please do. If you think at this point that we're going to ask you for five stars, uh, you thought wrong. <laughs> we're just looking for any sort of engagement whatsoever. Yeah, anything. So if so, if you listen to the whole thing and you thought it was trash, rate us one or two stars. That's it can, fine. It can I think be a, a one. It can be a one listening. star. It can be a one star. Of this Mark is so annoying and complains about everything, and I hate listening to sure. him. And that's that's fine. Give us a one sure. star. All for it. Or this guy Harris is annoying. All he does is try and like all this stupid stuff. Then one star. He's that's fine. A, Whichever he's just side. A big Bailey and Roman Reigns mark. I hate it. Whichever side of the fence you're on. We we, we cover all wrestling fans between me and Harris for the most part. And uh, that's true. there's something for everyone. That's all I got. One, that's all I got. Follow Once us on again. Twitter at behind uh, at behind underscore gorilla. Give us a follow there if you're a wrestling fan. 100% will try and follow you back. Try and follow back all the wrestling accounts that follow us. And then you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMarkBrand. And you can follow Harris. And I'm at, yeah, I'm at Harris Wilson. Yeah, I thought I'd throw I'd uh, throw a monkey wrench there in the normal way we do things. Yeah, um, you did. You did. Thanks for that. I talked right over you. <laughs> I it know. was really noticeable. I know. It was my fault, though, because I know the way we normally do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to say it here. Because <laughs> there's usually Wheels this, are really falling off here. There's usually this little pause between when I say my Twitter handle and then you say yours. And I was like, I'm just going to bridge that pause this time. And it didn't work. Because then no, you were. It's okay, yeah, though. it didn't work. But anyway. So, yeah, follow both of us on Twitter. Uh, follow the page on Twitter. And, uh, yeah. Tell your uh, wrestling friends about us. Even if it's like, you'll never believe this crap that I listened to the other day. Hey, even tell them that. That's fine with me, too. Uh, At this point, we'll take whatever we can get. Um, Yeah, so that does it for this week. We've been rambling the past (laughs) few minutes because we're just barely at an hour for the show. So I was trying to at least get to that point. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Harris will have a topic. Hopefully, I don't even know why I said hopefully. I don't know. Harris is going to have a topic of some some sort. I have thought about doing that though. If I just like, like you, you know, you were calling me to start the show earlier, and I, I missed it because I was having an issue with Skype. But there's a part of me that's like, what if I just didn't pick up? Like, what would he release? Would he just do it himself and release? <laughs> if we just call up next week, and he's like, yeah, so uh, that does it for current events. Harris has got a topic for us this week, and I'm like, nah, actually, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> that would be weird. Just, just pull the rug out from under like live on the air and you're just like what do i what do i do with this now that would be weird <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know no i'll i'll, I'll at least look into something we okay. always have something prepared <laughs> whether or not it's you know substantial or not yeah we, we try that, that, that's the goal anyway <laughs> oh man so that does it for this week of behind the gorilla if you uh are still with us why who listens to the end of podcasts but um, that's it. That's all. I've been watching too much Craig Ferguson recently, so that's in my head. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, who cares? I don't know what we're doing. It's fun. A lot of pauses. 
All right, so that does it. R really, that does it for the show. We're leaving. All right, have a good week. Bye. Harris, say bye. I'm Harris, and I'm sorry. Goodbye. See ya. I'm not sorry. Sorry.